Welcome to Marriage Steps with Dr. Wyatt Fisher. We're reducing the divorce rate. One marriage at a time is the goal. And following our six marriage steps is the path to get us there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. This show is about your life and your marriage. So call 303-596-6836, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 4 to 5, Mountain Standard Time, with your questions for me. Today I'm going to tackle the topic of empathy. And we're going to go through three steps on how to cultivate more empathy in your marriage. So empathy, by definition, is when you really can see where your partner is coming from and you really put yourself in their shoes and you really try to have their back and see things from their lens. That's what empathy is. And most of us crave that. When we're venting about stress in our life, we don't want to be fixed. We don't want to be told what to do. We want empathy. We want our partner to come alongside of us and be able to see things from our vantage point so we feel like they get it. So they have our back. So they're a partner with us and a unified front against the trials of life. So for marriages who cultivate this empathy quality, they're going to experience much closer emotional connection, which often leads to much closer physical connection. So providing empathy and and displaying empathy has a lot of benefits for your relationship. Now, when we vent, there's normally two types of venting. The one type of venting is when we're just talking about stress and life. So maybe you had a fight with a friend or you're stressed about work or you're stressed about whatever it is. That's one type of venting. And again, most of us crave empathy when we're venting, not solutions. The other type of venting is we have something negative to say about our partner and we want to vent about that to them And that's where the soft startup is vital when you're the one venting. And if you haven't listened to episode five already, make sure you go back and listen to episode five because that's all about how do I express a complaint to my partner in a soft way that's going to minimize them feeling attacked. But again, so there's two ways to think about venting. One is just about life stress. The other type is towards my partner about something they're doing. So we're going to go through three ways on how to respond with empathy. So if your partner is the one venting to you, they may be venting about life, but they also may be venting about something they don't like about you, something you've done wrong, something they're upset about. These three steps are going to, are going to address that side of the equation. So let's imagine your spouse is coming at you. They have some, some type of criticism, some type of complaint they're trying to say about you. And hopefully, they're following the, uh, the soft startup guidelines that I went through in episode five. But worst case scenario, let's say they don't. Let's say that they don't follow those uh, steps for the soft startup. Let's say they blow it or they're doing some of those steps. How should you respond? So first, I'm going to start with two ways not to respond. And then we're going to get into the way to respond. The first step not to respond, not to do, is to not get defensive. When your partner is making a complaint to you about you, it's so easy to get defensive where we have all sorts of reasons why it's not our fault. We're going to look at how we got better. We're going to look at how we were innocent. We're going to look at how it's actually our partner's fault. We're going to counter blame. We're going to dish off the responsibility somewhere. And that can be so infuriating to your partner who's making the complaint because now you've just invalidated what they feel. You've just dismissed their complaint and you haven't taken any responsibility. So maybe they're trying to put more of the blame on you than than what is warranted. However, 
When you are defensive and you just push off the blame somewhere else, you're not taking any responsibility for your part. And that's almost never the case. So the first thing not to do is don't get defensive. Some people have a natural bent towards getting defensive, and that can come from a variety of factors. Uh, One common factor is if someone feels inadequate already or insecure, they can have a very hard time receiving constructive feedback from their partner because they already feel so lousy. So the last thing they want is more negative feedback. So they're quickly going to defend themselves because they have to protect the fragile ego that's already so damaged inside of them. So that's one reason why some people get defensive. But regardless of the reason, it's toxic because it quickly invalidates your partner with the complaint they're trying to say about you. So step one, try your best to avoid getting defensive by blaming everything else and not taking responsibility for your part of what they're saying. The second step to avoid is don't get defeated. This is the other extreme. On average, when when someone's on the receiving end of a complaint from their partner, They usually either get defensive or they get defeated. And when you get defeated, that means woe is me. And you just start talking about how horrible you are and how you're a failure as a spouse and you never can do anything right and it's all your fault and you know it and and just the world is doom and gloom. And so you get defeated Because, again, most likely you have some inadequacy within you, and when you get this complaint, it taps into it. So you may not be getting defensive, but instead it taps into that inadequacy, and then it's all about you. Because now you're the loser. You're the failure. You're the one to blame for everything. So you're defeated. Now that's a problem because your partner who's just trying to make a complaint to you, now the focus, instead of it being on them, it's on you because now you feel horrible and you feel depressed about how, how much of a failure you are as a spouse. And so what they want is your attention to be on them, but instead they feel like they have to turn the attention on you and that makes them even more upset. So you also want to avoid that trap of getting defeated. So, so far when your spouse makes a complaint to you about something they're frustrated with, something that's hurt their feelings, something that's not going right in your marriage, watch out for the trap to get defensive and defeated. Those are the two toxic routes most people go. The third tip, the third step is the right way to do it. And this is called two birds on the same branch. This concept is by John Gottman. And John Gottman is considered the godfather of marriage research. He has wonderful resources. And he has this concept of two birds on the same branch. And what that means is when your spouse is making the complaint, imagine they're on their branch looking at the topic from their vantage point. But when we hear it, we're on our branch looking at it from another angle. And we often respond with things from our vantage point. So we'll correct them. This is where we make it defensive. We'll point out the flaws in their thinking. We share all these things and we're, in essence, we're countering their perspective. We're countering their vantage point. And again, this can apply if your spouse is venting about life 
or if they're venting about you. We're on our branch and they're on their branch and we're countering them because we're seeing it from a different lens. And that ruffles the feathers of our spouse because what they want is for us to get off of our branch, flap our wings and land on their branch and try to see it from their view. Try to see it from their angle. Try to see where they are coming from. And that's where empathy can start flowing out of. One time I did this very wrong. I was out to dinner with my wife and she was venting about a conflict she was having with a friend of hers. And she was describing to me just the feedback she was getting from this friend and what the friend was saying about her and how the friend experiences her. And the whole time I'm listening to this, I'm on my branch listening to this, I'm thinking to myself, her friend is right. She does do that. <laughs> and I kept thinking that and I remember telling myself, don't, don't say that, don't say that. But sure enough, first thing out of my mouth was, you know, I can see where your friend is coming from. I can see why they'd be frustrated with your behavior in that way. And understandably, my wife got upset because I was taking her friend's side. I was not seeing it from her lens and trying to come over to her branch and how she was feeling. I was defending her friend. So that was the wrong thing to do. But that's what we do. When we're on our branch, we counter our spouse when they vent. We challenge them. We push back on them. We tell them they're wrong. We tell them they're looking at it incorrectly or they're thinking about it inappropriately. And we, we challenge and we correct and that just invalidates them on their branch. So if you flap your wings and get off your branch and come over and land on their branch, there's a couple phrases I want you to master. One phrase is, I can see how you would feel. And then you repeat back what you hear your spouse saying. I can see how you would feel. That's the one phrase. The second phrase, the second option I want you to master is that makes sense that you feel and you repeat back what you hear them saying. So I can see how you would feel or that makes sense that you would feel. And then you fill in the blank there at the end with what they just said. Those are empathic statements. Those are the types of statements that make your spouse feel like you get it, you understand, you care, and you can see where they're coming from. Now, the challenge with those comments is a lot of times what they're saying to you will not make sense. A lot of times you won't be able to see where they're coming from. So how can you still make those comments without feeling disingenuous? And this is how you can. You have to redefine what empathy is. So empathy, by definition, is not trying to see something from your perspective. And only if you can see it from your perspective, do you empathize with the other person. That's not what empathy is. Empathy is when literally you kick off your shoes and you walk over and put on your spouse's shoes and then you consider their upbringing, their insecurities, their strengths, their temperament, their value system. You consider all of those variables and then you look at the situation and then it starts making sense why they feel what they feel. That's how you can always empathize regardless if you disagree. Because if you think you only can empathize if you agree with them, you're going to be rarely empathizing. 
And that's where a lot of people get stuck because they feel like they can't see it, they don't understand, doesn't make sense to them, so how can they even come close to empathizing? You come close to empathizing by seeing it from your spouse's lens, considering all the variables that make up them, not the variables that make up you. So this is a stretch. And I always tell couples that I work with that when you are literally practicing this empathy, that's the moment you become most selfless because it requires you to let go of your interests, to let go of your side, to let go of your wiring and how you see the world and literally walk into your spouse's world and see it from their vantage point, especially when the complaint is about you. So this is a stretch but it's a muscle. The more you work it out, the stronger it's going to get, the easier it's going to get to respond back to them in this way. And the results can be very powerful. The other thing to remember when you're responding with these phrases, I can see how you would feel, that makes sense, and you're repeating back what they say, is you are not allowed to give advice unless asked. And we violate this principle all the time in marriage. We're very quick to give advice. Your spouse doesn't want advice unless they ask for it. If they ask for it, then you have a green light. You have a receptive audience. But most of the time, we lead off with advice when they've never asked for it. And often that will offend them or hurt their feelings or make them upset because then they feel like you're just trying to fix them. You really don't care. You're just trying to throw out solutions. Your heart's in the right place, but that is not what they need and that is not what they want. So you never can go wrong with just leading with empathy with those phrases I mentioned and only give advice if it's asked. Thank you for listening to Marriage Steps with Dr. Wyatt Fisher. For more marriage resources, please go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And if you enjoy the episodes, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell others about the podcast. Take care.